Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. So I'm really excited for today's episode. You guys know that this podcast focuses on business, branding, and sports. And I've had a lot of great episodes with entrepreneurs on. I've got a great entrepreneur on with us today. I had some great pro athletes on. And I've just been thinking back about all the episodes that I've done in season one and season two. And it's been an incredible journey. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened to the shows and who has provided feedback to me. I really appreciate all of your support. So today, I really want to talk more on the business and branding side. And inside the huddle with us is an incredible guy named Trey Roth, who I've been blessed to have known for the past few years. And it's just been so exciting seeing Trey's journey. And I've just really enjoyed being connected with him. Trey has, and you'll hear it today, just such positive energy. And he's absolutely amazing. And he will bring a yay to your day. And you'll understand what that means when we get into the show. So just a little bit more about Trey. Trey is a lifelong serial entrepreneur. He's a platinum selling songwriter and music producer and learner. And he is a very hard worker. Trey is an experienced chief executive officer with a demonstrated history of working in marketing technology And something I absolutely love about Trey is he has a heart for growing people and connecting people and and helping people to grow their businesses. Trey is the founder of Yaystack, which we will talk about in the show, which is a social network for authentic referrals and recommendations only. Another thing about Trey's story that I love is Trey is married to his middle school sweetheart, Ashley, and they have four beautiful children. And without further ado, let's bring Trey on. Trey, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so excited. I I consider you a dear friend. I love your energy, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago. And so I'm really glad that we're doing this episode today. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm super pumped. Let's start off our conversation just telling everyone more about who Trey is. Give us more on your backstory. Goodness, that's a little question. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate you asking. I'm actually a twin, so it started out kind of crowded. He was born first, 14 minutes before me. His name is Trip, which means three. He is named after my father's father, so his real name is George. And then I was born after him, and I have an older sister, so Trey means three because of that. But I'm actually named after my mother's father, who was James. So James is my real name. We have three sisters, so I'm one of five. And yeah, you know, we you know, grew up actually with a, a trail is actually where my, my mind goes first because there was so much crafting who I am today and the entrepreneur that I've been all my life, beginning with this trail that my brother and I made when we were like eight years old that led from the back of our backyard into the woods, down through the woods over the creek into this clearing in the woods that we made on a hill where there was a big tree. We put a cloth, very, very thick rope. Now my brother did the climbing and and made the actual swing, but this rope swing 
really was one. It's not just this little dinky thing that swung just a little bit. This was you climb up the hill, you climb up the tree, you swing off. And when you do, you keep going and keep going and keep going. And it was just this huge swing. We actually had friends just because of that swing. They would come over and play. But anyway, but that was like, I would say the beginning of my entrepreneurial path was making this rope swing once, but we had like a lifetime of fun there. And I think that was the beginning, the genesis of, and I'm actually just processing this out loud as I'm sharing this, Jen. I think that was the initial spark that was like, okay, you can make something that people want. And, you know, in this case, what my brother and I wanted, and then it could just create these fun memories and elevate the quality of our life by thinking innovatively and just doing something that we think should be done. So anyway, so I, I think that, you know, early on, that really was the genesis of me being a lifelong entrepreneur. Oh, I love that. And so talk to us about your entrepreneurial journey. As I mentioned, when I read a little bit about your bio, you've been a, a songwriter, very successful songwriter. You're doing Yaystack. Now talk to us about kind of the road of entrepreneurship for you and where it's taken you. Absolutely. Well, I'll pick up where I left off. At six years old, I sat down at my grandmother's piano for the first time and started plunking some notes out. I noticed that some notes didn't sound good together, but some notes did. And so I started to play a melody with a harmony over and over the first time I sat down at the piano. And I remember vividly, Jen, the door next to the piano swung open with a violence. And then I saw my mother. It was the door to their bedroom. She looked at me and it was all in her eyes. She was totally shocked. And she said, Trey, is that you? And I thought, oh, well, yes. <laughs> you know, and that was the impetus of me playing piano. So that led to me teaching myself piano. And then I started multi-track recording when I was 12 with guitar and bass and piano and whatnot. And I had done it as a hobby all my life, but I never considered it a career choice. In college, my dad sat me down. I was going to follow in his footsteps as an air traffic controller, but he sat me down and said, son, don't do it. I've been stressed out and you have other gifts. You should use those gifts. So I was studying abroad in Barcelona, Spain, 19 years old. I was offered a job at the U.S. Embassy there, but then my band was offered a record deal. So I did what any 19-year-old would do, and I moved home and I signed the record deal and did the band thing for a while. We worked with a producer in Nashville, and I just said, hey, Rob, I know how much the label is paying you. Like, how does one become a music producer? And he says, tell people you're a music producer. And I said, okay, I can do that. And that led Jen to a seven-year career producing music. And what happened from there was my business grew every year for seven years all based on word of mouth referrals, just friends sharing with their friends, sharing with their friends. And I didn't have to advertise. I didn't have to, you know, go, you know, get the word out about myself. My friends and my clients were doing that for me. And of course I had this mentality, which I still have today, which is just like, let your work speak for itself. And so that led to this aha moment that ultimately was the spark for what I do now in technology at Yaystack. Oh, I love that. And before we get into Yaystack, I just want to ask you a couple questions here around your songwriter career. I mean, I can only imagine that that space is a very competitive space, just like a lot of other 
industries. Can you share with us for those that might be thinking about how do they brand themselves or really go about differentiating and making themselves known in a competitive industry? I've noticed that myself included, a, a lot of people have a tendency to partially own who they are, what they're all about, what their giftings are. There's like this partial ownership, whether it's, you know, 70% or 80% people owning, hey, this is what I'm all about. This is what I like. This is what resonates with me. And this is what I'm good at. Or maybe even it's a lot. Maybe they own quite a lot of ownership, but their ownership is of their giftings and of themselves. And maybe it's at 97% or 98% or 99%. And so my encouragement is to say, go all out and own who you are and what you're all about and your wirings, your giftings, your experiences. Part of owning that, I think, of, of who you are is also owning who you aren't. I see where people, they don't have those delineators uh, well-defined. Well, this is who I am and this is who I'm not. And so my encouragement to really own your craft and own who you are, however you find joy in making whatever it is you make, don't own it partially. Own it all the way. If you enjoy making something a certain way, go all in, like own it fully, so much so that you just continue to find total and complete joy creating what you create, the way you create it, such that it just really resonates in the marketplace. I love that because I've applied that to myself and I've noticed the difference when I've fully owned. I mean, I talk about this concept of own your game and taking ownership. And it's really about taking ownership over the things that you do each day. But when I listen to you, it's also about taking ownership of who you are, right? And who you're not as well, who you are and who you are Absolutely. not. And for me, and I'll just share real quickly, like with Move the Ball, when I first launched the book many, many years ago, back in 2013, I did a lot of speaking in the corporate space because that was where my background was. And I had a lot of credibility there, but the goal was always to do work with athletes. Over the mm -hmm. years, it was, I was like, well... I hope this is going to one day happen. It took me a long time to claim it, right? So it was more of a hope and a wish that someday somebody would, would find you or hear you and these opportunities would then open up versus saying, you know what? No, this is what my path is. This is what I want to do and I'm going to go make it happen. And so I finally did take that ownership when I started. And I mean, I had some help because I had some people that were willing to take a chance on me, as I'm sure everyone you know who's listening can remember a time where someone did that for them. And so I was lucky in that sense that I had people see my potential and were willing to help make connections in that space. But once I started really claiming that this is what Move the Ball is about, obviously, I don't just work with athletes. I work with all kinds of people, executives and others, and the message doesn't just apply to athletes. But once I took ownership of that, the opportunities that I've had to really work in sports has just increased tenfold. I mean, I don't I mean, it's been incredible, but it comes back to taking that ownership, just like you mentioned. So I really like that you mentioned that. Absolutely. I appreciate it. So let's move forward to what you're doing now with VA Stack, putting yays to your day. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> when you talked about your, your music career, about how you kept growing your business for seven years because of word of mouth referrals. And that led you to this path of creating Yay Stack. So talk to us a little bit more about that journey and what you're doing with the company. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Jen. So yes, I'm the founder of Yay Stack. Yay Stack is a platform 
that gives you access to all of your friends' recommendations. So we have this fun little tagline, the best finds from your best friends. And it comes from me just identifying how people were sharing about me and my business. I just recognized that it was getting lost in the noise, that there wasn't a one-stop shop where we can just go and see a comprehensive list of anything and everything that our friends recommend. Because I have a friend group who whose opinions I really care about. And I don't have, outside of Yaystack, I don't have access to anything and everything that they recommend. An example outside of Yaystack that we have is Facebook. People can ask for a recommendation. And, you know, hey, Jen is looking for a recommendation on Facebook. Great. At Yaystack, our intention is to make that feature obsolete such that you don't need to ask for the recommendation. We will have already done that for you. And all you need to do is just search for what what is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for a new anything? You can search on Yaystack and it's going to show you first the people that you trust, like people that you know, what they recommend. So it's all relationally driven. It is a platform for authentic recommendations. It is an advocacy platform. You know, if somebody were to ask, you know, what is Yaystack at its core? It's an advocacy platform. And yes, advocacy is positive. Like, what does Jen recommend and why? So just as one pins interests on Pinterest, they stack yays on yay stack. And Jen's interests are good, but her yays, the things that she recommends, those are incredible and, and meaningful. And so if you look at alternatives, in regards to like review sites, because I'm not necessarily, like, ironically, I'm not necessarily like a review site type of guy. Now I will look at reviews like on Amazon or on Yelp. I have very little trust in Yelp reviews, but it does give me information to process and help make a somewhat more informed decision. But if you look at review sites today, Jen, you'll notice that they all start with a what, but you don't know the who. So for example, with Yelp, you start with a restaurant, which is a what, but you don't know the who, who made these five-star or in many cases, the one-star reviews. Are they bots? Can I trust them? Are they like me? Same with Amazon, Amazon reviews. You start with a product, you start with a what, but you don't know the who. Are they bots? Can I trust them? Are they like me? Or Rotten Tomatoes with movies, the list goes on. So at Yaystack, we flip it. We're 180 degrees opposite these review sites. We start with who? Okay, well, it's Jen. What she recommends, I don't know. Like, I'll find out. I'll see on Yaystack. But it's Jen. It starts with Jen. It's relationally driven exposure to yay-worthy experiences. So we are very much a positive platform. We own the positive aspect of our platform. You know, people say, well, Trey, what about the nays? It's like, you can, you can you, there's plenty of places to find the nays. Nays equals omission in regards to Yaystack. If I'm talking to a parent or somebody who, like me, is a Disney fan, you know, we grew up with this movie, Bambi. And in this movie, one of the guides, Thumper, has a mom who says, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. We actually subscribe to that here at Yaystack. So our mission is to make the world a more positive place and to bring more yays to your days. Truly to help you go from living the nay life in one way, shape, or form to living the yay life where you now have access to 
all the yays from people that you trust. You have access to information that helps you have more confidence in the marketplace. You have access to remarkable experiences, remarkable products, remarkable services from people who who have gone before you and know uh, that they've experienced some life optimization, if you will, and they're sharing that with you. They're sharing that spark of joy. So the give and take on our platform is different from Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Pinterest and Twitter and Snap and all these different social platforms. With us, the give and take is I'm sharing something with you that I'm remarking. It's remarkable. Therefore, I'm remarking here on Yaystack positively. And my intention and my hope is that as a content creator, as a Yaystacker, is that you find the same spark of joy that I found in, in some way, shape, or form. Not in a way to brag, not in a way to tout or to flex or any of that, but rather to authentically just pass on a positive experience that hopefully brings a yay to your day as well. Well, I love it. I mean, as you know, Trey, I'm all about positivity, bringing positive energy. And I think what you're doing with Yay Stack and bringing more yays to people's day is Awesome. And it's in an authentic way, like you mentioned. A couple of things that I wanted to chat with you about regarding Yeastack. One is the branding, since I had mentioned, you know, when I opened the podcast that we focus on branding as well. And, you know, I love that you have the yay life. I love the bringing more yays to your day. I've seen some of your merchandise. You've got these hats that say yay on it with an exclamation point, which I I love. Talk to us about how did you come up with the name? Like, as obviously you mentioned, word of mouth referrals that got you to thinking about, you know, this network. But how did you come up with yay stat? I mean, it makes sense, but you had to at some point come Mm -hmm. up with it, right? So how did you come up with it? Because, and the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this as entrepreneurs, it's very important to get the branding element correct, right? No matter what business you're in, mm-hmm. you, when you launch a product, you can be, you can be Nike, you can be somebody big, but your branding is just as important as if you're a startup, right? But so the branding element is something that people really need to think through and make sure it's going to align with their intended audience, right? Their intended market. So tell us about how did you come up with just a stack? I appreciate you asking. I wish I could take credit for it. I cannot. The brilliant masterminds at matchstick.com. So it's matchstick without the K at the end. Matchstick.com. It was Blake Howard, one of the co-founders, CEO, who came to me and he said, hey, Trey, we need to change the name. And he he did it kindly, but effectively. And it was originally economy with an E at the end, which people were pronouncing econome. And so we realized, yeah, we do need to change the name. So they went through a process and literally threw 300 names on the wall as a team without us there. But after basically diving into our psyche and really, you know, learning what is Yaystack, and they came up with Yaystack. And actually, I need to find the gentleman's name who who came up with it. I can see his face, but I need to find his name. But he said that it just came to him and it rose to the top of the list of names and it was, you know, trademarkable and all this. So yeah, so Yaystack was born and that actually, it was almost like, I call it a happy accident, even though really it's a stroke of brilliance on their part, on Matchstick's part. But it's a happy accident in a certain way, just like Pinterest is pinning interest. I mean, it's it, that was an idea from one of the founder's wives, I think on a beach somewhere. 
like just how Pinterest is such a clear descriptor of what it is. So is Yaystack. And yay is a universal word for positivity and joy, which is what we're all about. And it stacks up, which is actually the opposite of the super hot and trendy ephemerality from a few years ago when it was like, with Snap, you know, it disappears. You won't get caught or whatever, (laughs) you know. You know, being ephemeral and it disappearing after 24 hours was like this thing. And then it became Instagram story. Like, you know, do you remember Instagram before Instagram stories where, you know, it's like when Instagram stories came around, it's like, wow, this disappears after 24 hours. You know, it's funny how that became hot. So we're on the other end of the spectrum. It stacks up over time intentionally. It's like, if you make a recommendation, goodness gracious, don't let it fall away you know in a coffee shop where you shared this awesome book recommendation or any recommendation with a friend in a coffee shop and you only shared it with that one friend and it's gone but you know with yay stack it's let me share this here so that when people come to yay stack they know one if jen has created a piece of content on yay stack they know that it is something she is advocating they don't have to weave through the noise of all the other stuff, which is wonderful content, you know, on other platforms. Like if you want to be entertained, by all means, goodness gracious, please go to TikTok. If you want a, a great recommendation and to be inspired, by all means, come here. Quick side story, quick note here is we had a feedback call from a sweet person in Canada. We didn't know who she was, but she agreed to do a call. So we jumped on Zoom. The first thing she said was, I don't know who y'all are, but I'm proud of you. That sure is nice to hear. But then she went on to say that she goes to TikTok to be entertained and she goes to Yay Stack to be inspired. A friend made the point that with Yay, if a brand could own a word, how powerful is it that we have Yay? You know, like he was making the point, like, goodness, if even Apple or Nike or all these juggernauts, if they could own a certain word, what word would be incredibly valuable for the brand to own and they can't own yay like we can just by default by way of it being in our actual name i'm not saying that we own yay or that when people hear yay they think of yay stack or i wouldn't be so audacious or whatever to say that but it does represent what we're all about a yay is something that you're advocating it is something that is that has marked you positively and you're remarking it you're yaying it and it is stacking up over time therefore becoming an increasingly valuable resource to everybody who cares about your opinion and when you are essentially subscribed to is the way we say it less than follow you know if you're subscribed to the yays of several of your your friends right that is becoming, Yaystack is becoming an increasingly valuable resource to you, to information that you didn't even maybe know that you were missing. But now it becomes an invaluable resource of, of information to help you elevate your life. I love it. I mean, I, I've mentioned this to you before. I mean, I think it's a great, it's a great name. I appreciate you sharing kind of how you got to that name. And as I was listening to you, I think it's important for people to remember too, like sometimes you have to you know, use other people's creativity. Like, remember, like you're not alone on your journey. And 
by tapping into your network, hiring a firm. I mean, I, I have a lot of athletes that I work with and business owners that we talk about their branding. I work with them on that as well as kind of like their core messages and campaigns. Leverage other people in your network too, because economy is a nice name, but yay stack is an amazing name, right? So like the fact that- <laughs> <laughs> That is true. So like, I mean, it's great that that you have that. I, I love everything you've done with branding around bringing yays to your day, positivity, stacking up yays from, you know, your closest friends. So I think you've done a fantastic job with it. Thank and you. one of the other things that I want to ask you about, so one thing that you know this, because I tell you this all the time that I love about you is that you are a go-getter and you will, you're all about taking risks and putting yourself out there and trying to connect with people and make things happen and move the ball. And so every time we chat, you're always telling me about all these great things that you're doing or who you've connected with, who you've brought on board. So, you know, share with our audience today some of the heavy hitters that are behind the Yay Stack brand, any athletes or public figures that have really gotten behind this movement with living the Yay life. Mm, I appreciate that, Jen. Like what I did there? Yeah, I do like that. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I can say the same of you too. So I so appreciate that. Yeah, it was funny because I'll scoot back to where, where it originated. There was a networking event on the north side of Atlanta. I live south of Hartsfield Airport. I had the longest day. I was like super tired. You know, it was nearing time where I normally help put our four children uh, to bed because we have four under the age of 10. And, but I was like, oh man, that networking event is tonight and it's over an hour's drive north. And even though I didn't necessarily want to go, I mean, for many reasons I did, but I really, I was super tired and I didn't have like a clear ROI. But what I did have, Jen, was a little gut feeling that I was supposed to be there. So, of course, I took action, got ready, put the kids down, and then went up to this event. And I met a number of people. It was great. A bunch of uh, former pro football players, mostly. And it was just a fun event. Well, I, I made friends with a guy named Keith. And Keith and I stayed connected. And I would say, I don't know, maybe like even as much as like two months later. Yeah, about two months later, Keith decides to partner with us and make an investment. And so we gladly welcome him as what we affectionately call the angels here at the A-Stack, all our, our angel investors. So he became a angel and then he connected us with uh, another football player who's active in the league, this is um, CJ Mosley. And I think that CJ Mosley would be fine me mentioning him. And CJ said, man, let me get a friend on the phone. He put, he put money in. And then he said, man, let me get a friend on the phone. So he, he texts me and he says, are you available in 40 minutes? This was 6.50 at night. And so at 7.30, you know, he wanted to jump on Zoom. Said, sure, let's go. So I jump on Zoom and his friend is Dwight Howard who at the time was about to win the championship with the Lakers. And, and I'm looking on the screen like, is that Dwight Howard, like the Dwight Howard? And so, yeah, you know, I, I give him the pitch and tell him, hey, you know, we're building the referral network. Yay by yay, day by day. And he says, you in Atlanta? And I said, yeah. And he says, come to the house, man. So I drive up from you know, South Atlanta, again, to the North side where, where he lives. And I'm in one of his eight dining rooms and I've got my iPad 
on the edge of his table with the paperwork to buy some stock. And so he takes my Apple pencil and I knew a $200 pencil would pay off eventually, Jim. And he, he takes my Apple pencil, he signs the iPad, and then he shows me his phone. And he says, hey, look, transfer went through already. And it was six figures, like a nice dinner tip. And he said, you want to walk around? I said, well, let's walk. And that was it. So super grateful to have Dwight as part of you know the gay team. He embodies a gay stack in a way that is um, truly remarkable and in, in his own brand. Like his, he's his own gay brand himself. You get to know him. So yeah, so Dwight's a part of it. And then we love, love, love Paula Creamer, who's a champion in women's pro golfing and tremendously talented. If you watch Paula play, she's just remarkable. Women's Open champion. And then Shane Green, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. So we love the people that have gotten involved. And for whatever reason, a lot of doors have opened in the athlete space. And so from here, we're looking to continue building a motley array of the angels in other categories and other industries. But, but yeah, we're super grateful to, to have them partnered up with us and on the A-team. Well, that's amazing. And one thing that I really like listening to you share that is it started with this networking event, right? And I think as a takeaway for people listening, I mean, how a, are you actively leveraging your network and taking advantage of networking opportunities? Because I think that's so important. I mentioned earlier in the show, people will reach out to me, you know, and be like, how did you, how did you break into sports? And I'm like, you need to start networking. They're like, well, I don't know anybody. I'm like, you know what? I didn't know anybody when I first started, right? It was going out there, not in the sports space. I, when, I, when I published Move the Ball, I didn't know a single person that, and some people know the story, that played professional football, that played college. I knew nobody, but I started networking with people. And that network, you, you just, and, and it has to be genuine and authentic networking, right? It's not just, oh, well, I want to connect with people because of what they can do for me. No, it's about building quality relationships. And when you do that, the opportunities will come. They really will. So I just encourage people to start thinking about who's in their network. Are you taking advantage of opportunities, even if it's on in the evening and you got to put your kids to bed? Could that be a great opportunity? You got to weigh that right against everything else you've got going on, but put yourself out there and take those opportunities when you can. Absolutely. I love, Jen, that you just bookended it really well, which was the point that I wanted to make, uh, in all honesty, forgot to come back to, but you're absolutely right. There wasn't a clear ROI you know, on going to this event that I didn't really, you know, I, I was like, okay, I just want to stay home. I just want to be with my family, but I knew I was supposed to be there. And so I went. And so, yes, exactly what you're saying, like lean into those opportunities, even when there isn't a clear ROI. Also, I would say a, a little extra takeaway for your audience here is embrace uncertainty and expect magic. And just know that like there's so much joy and excitement and story writing that's happening as you move forward moment by moment through the uncertainty. You just don't know how close you are to your next breakthrough. Never, ever, ever discredit a lead. Never discredit a lead because 
you just don't know when the janitor is going to introduce you to the CEO or how one thing leads to another leads to another and ultimately leads to exactly what you're hoping for, working for, praying for, going for, dreaming about. You don't know what is tied to it. So when you honor every opportunity and then look for the magic, you know, it, it really is like truly like a seeking ye shall find. We find what we're looking for. So if you're looking for the worst, you're going to find it. If you're looking for the nays, you're going to find them. If you're looking for the yays, you're going to find them. That's actually one big, big reason I have a yay on my head every day because it's like, look, we find what we're looking for. And to me, I feel like there's so many yays, sparks of joy, remarkable moments that are hidden. They're like disguised to, to not be remarkable or to not be wonderful. If you think about, did you have a meal last night? Like, did you have dinner last night? I know it might not seem remarkable, but actually, honestly, like truthfully, goodness, like you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably chose exactly what you wanted to eat and you pro- it was probably to your liking and you enjoyed it a lot. And that in and of itself, when you think about in regards to your perspective, the aperture of your per- paradigm has broadened and you can see the magic and the miracle of the seemingly mundane moment. Well, goodness, you know, life just really opens up and then so many things become remarkable. You have so many more gays in your days. And I'm not saying it's just like your meal. I'm talking about anything and everything that you experience. If you break it down and if you consider the alternatives, which is one of the biggest joy hacks in life is consider the alternative. If you consider the alternative, then you truly do have more yays in your days and you live the yay life. It's been said that the quality of your life is nothing more than the quality of your emotions. Actually, uh, when my wife and I, a few years ago, bought Unleash the Power Within tickets, Tony Robbins, highly recommend it. Very much a yay if you can go to a Tony Robbins event. It's wonderful. He sent, his team sent a little surprise and delight box that showed up after we bought our tickets. And we're like, oh, it's great. It's from Tony Robbins' team. Open it up and there was a black hat with a white clover on it. And that was nice. But then underneath it, the only thing in that box was a little card that was black and it had bold white font that said, the quality of your life is nothing more than the quality of your emotions. Well, your emotions are dictated by what you think and you can choose what you think. You can choose what you focus on. And so when you focus on the gaze and not only for yourself, but when you share them, you focus on the opportunity. Hey, let me share something that is a little spark of joy in my life. Then truly you are experiencing more gays in your days. You're living the gay life. The quality of your emotions elevate and the quality of your life therefore elevates. And so that's what we're all about that gay stack. And so we, we encourage you as you, and again, this came from navigating uncertainty and expecting the best and embracing uncertainty, enjoying your journey, never discrediting a lead, always expecting like, you know what, this can lead to this can lead to this. Everything that I'm shooting for and hoping for and working for, it's all interconnected. So honor it enjoy it and see the many, many yays in your days, experience them, feel them and share them.
Love it. And I'm just going to share real quickly before we wrap the show how you and I met, Trey, because I think it's it's amazing how we just kind of happen to meet each other and then just, you know, the journey that we've been on. So you and I were both in San Diego mm-hmm. at Influencer Conference and we were on a break and we just happened, or I think you were sitting down first and I just happened to sit down next to you. And I don't remember if I had, I think we were eating. Yeah, we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. And so we just sparked up a conversation. And then we took that picture of us. And I remember sending you that picture a few months ago, like, hey, look what I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> You just never know where. And when we had met, we never knew what journey we'd be on or where we go. And it's just amazing. Every conversation that we have, I get energized from and I love our connection. And so that's the power of just connecting with other people and networking, getting to know people. Absolutely. Little little did I know that we would stay connected and that we'd become friends, Jen. So that's yeah, exactly like a perfect a perfect example of you just don't know how close you are to your next friend. You don't know how close you are to your next breakthrough and then what it leads to. Yes. So if you're always looking for that and hopeful for that and expecting that, I mean truly like we get what we expect. So expect the best. And when you're looking for opportunities, not to extract value from, but to create value for those around you, goodness, that's when it just really becomes exciting. Because then you're, you're coming from a place of abundance where your fulfillment tank is full, your joy tank is full. You are coming from extraordinary inner strength such that you're not looking for gaps to, to have others fill for you, but rather you're there to serve, you're there to give. And so I feel like you and I both came from that kind of a place, like when we connected there in San Diego. And so that's something that I would say to your listeners, what is your intention when you when you connect with people? Are you one of the many people who have who might as well just have a, a big hand, a finger pointing down over your head saying, me, 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 help me, me, me you know, look out for me. Like, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? No, like let's, let's be people that are always looking for ways to create value for those around us. And let's, of course, what goes around comes around. So you'll be the nucleus of that kind of energy. I would say, take into account, have a moment, pause and reflect before you walk into a room, you know, before you open those doors, knowing that there are you know, tens or hundreds of people behind it. What is your intention? Are, are you looking for ways for people to create value for you? Or are you looking for ways to be not just a blessing, but maybe even a miracle? If we can be so bold and audacious to be a miracle for those that you encounter. So hopefully that sparks some kind of thoughts that lead to actions that lead to some fun results. Absolutely. So as we look to close the show, I like to do what's called my two minute drill and just ask you some fun questions, Trey. But before we do that, obviously, you have the Yaystack app. So everyone go download the app and check that out. Yes, please do. Where where else can people learn more about Yaystack and you? Tell us where you're at on social media. I so appreciate that, Jen. Absolutely. Please go to the app store and download Yaystack. That's Haystack with a Y, Y Y-A-Y-S-T-A-C-K all one word, yay stack and bring the yay. We would love to know what you recommend and invite friends, those whose opinions that you trust and ask them to share their yays with you and to just have that 
move forward as part of our mission to make the world a more positive place and to bring more yays to your days. So please, please, please download Yay Stack. If I can be of service personally to you, email me, trey at yaystack.co. I do not mind sharing my information here. Trey, T-R-E-Y, at yaystack.co. It's Y-A-Y-S-T-A-C-K dot C-O. And if you're the gentleman who owns .com, yaystack.com in California, we would love to have it for what it's worth. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, so, and we'll put those in the show notes. I'll see if I can find that gentleman for you and make that happen. No that would be great. I appreciate that, Jen. <laughs> yes, I'll see what I can do. Taking you now to my two-minute drill. Got some fun questions. Are you ready? Uh, let's go. I'm ready. Okay. First question is, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? Baseball player for the Atlanta Braves, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. Absolutely. Nice. I thought that I would pitch for the Atlanta Braves, not to the Atlanta Braves. That's another story, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tell me that one offline. All right. Next question is who would play you in a movie about your life? Selfishly, Ashton Kutcher, possibly. Okay. I'd have to think about that a little bit more, but Ashton Kutcher would be fun. Okay. How about what's your favorite vacation spot? Right now it's Disney just because the kids are young and there's so much joy that they find there. But yeah, Disney World in Orlando. It is the happiest place on earth. So they that say it is, yes. <laughs> that's part of their branding, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good branding. <laughs> it is. I mean, a whole other conversation about the Disney experience. I mean, they have definitely got that down and people pay for it. So mm-hmm. very well done by Disney. Yeah. Next question is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, it's funny. I like Breyers vanilla, not extra creamy or not, you know, all the other things, but the natural vanilla and then what you do is you just put it in a plastic cup pour some milk over it you can actually put it back in the freezer but what happens is if you do that you put a little bit of milk milk on it it's the texture and the taste the actual flavor of it that makes for a really great simple just vanilla ice cream experience because it's kind of icy and crunchy on the out, like the outer part of it is kind of this crunchy, icy texture along mm-hmm. with the creamy vanilla taste. So that's my go-to. Got it. How about what is a pet peeve of yours? Looking for things. So like if my wife <laughs> says, Hey, where are the keys? That's yeah. why when, when Apple AirTags released, we bought a number of them. Yeah. So yeah, looking for things. Okay. Uh, next question is what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I appreciate that. Know What You're For by Jeff Henderson. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Massive yay. Massive yay. I cannot recommend that more highly. I feel like light beams out of that book. So if you have not read Know What You're For by Jeff Henderson, your life is about to get better. Okay. I'm going to have to check it out. Thanks for the recommendation. My last question is, you're hosting a dinner party. And you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Mm. Who would those people be and why? Great question. The ones that I think about that initially come to mind right away are Oprah, Elon Musk, and Tony Robbins. And why Oprah? Like if I can combine those three people and somehow by osmosis have some of their characteristics uh, as part of the Trey Roth brand, that would be a thrill love Oprah's heart and what she stands for and her legacy and the positive impact that she's made and and continues to make on the world. Tony Robbins, I could say the same. 
him, I've had a number of just paradigm crafting moments studying him and his work. So I'd love to share with him. I haven't connected with him yet. At some point, I know I will, but I look forward to the opportunity to thank him for the positive impact that he's made on my life. And then Elon Musk, you know, I'm a Tesla fan. I appreciate what he's doing to help, you know, accelerate clean energy. And so, yeah, I I think that those three would be fun to sit down with. Yeah, those are three great choices. I am a Tesla owner, so I will say that I love, 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 love the products, but I love what they stand for and just the innovation and everything that Elon and uh, the leadership team are, are doing with the company. So great dinner choices for sure. Well, as we look to close the show, Trey, I just want to say thank you so much for being on and sharing your story and your experiences and your wisdom. And I look forward to continuing to see all the great things that you're doing with Yay Stack and all the, the yays that you're bringing to people's day. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. This was super fun. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's show. If you found this to be a, a fun episode, please share it with people in your network. As you guys know, I'm always looking to expand my reach and, and hopefully make a bigger impact. So I appreciate those that do share the show with others. And we will see you on the next episode. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.